Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadi. Today is Thursday, September 21st. Coming up, Jackson County passed an ordinance this week that would freeze property taxes for some seniors at the 2023 level. It comes as some saw their homes assessed values go up by 40% or more. Seniors, they've pled with the county many times during public hearings for the county to do to do something to help them out. We'll hear who's eligible for the tax break and what it means for public services. But first, some headlines. Andrew Lester, the 84-year-old white man charged with two felonies for shooting black teen Ralph Yarrell, pleaded not guilty in court yesterday. KCUR's Savannah Hawley-Bates reports. A trial is set for October 7th of 2024. At the arraignment, Lester waived his rights to have the charges read and pleaded not guilty. The latest not guilty plea comes after a Clay County judge ruled in August that there was enough evidence for Lester to stand trial. At last month's hearing, Yarl testified that he thought he was at the correct house and heard Lester say, quote, don't come here ever again, before shooting him twice through his glass door. In a 911 call that night, Lester admitted to police that he shot Yarl. The Kansas City Royals have announced they will not have a stadium site selected by their self-imposed deadline at the end of the month. KCUR's Julie Denache has more. The Royals unveiled designs last month for two competing stadium projects, one downtown and the other in North Kansas City. But after months of community conversations and ongoing talks with two sets of county officials, the team has kicked the decision down the road. In a statement, The team said they need clarity on stadium plans from leaders in Jackson and Clay counties so the public is fully informed for an April 2024 vote. They also said the team will continue to work so the project is done right. It's no longer clear when the Royals will make a decision. Ripple effects from the United Auto Workers strike have hit the area. KCUR's Frank Morris reports General Motors shut down its assembly plant in Kansas City, Kansas yesterday. GM's Fairfax plant in Kansas City, Kansas, makes mid-sized sedans and small SUVs using parts made at another GM plant in suburban St. Louis. But workers at the Wentzville plant went on strike Friday, and that's caused a part shortage at the plant here. So GM sent about 2,000 Fairfax workers home. It's not going to pay them as it normally would because the layoffs are strike-related. The UAW says it'll dip into strike funds to provide Fairfax workers with some income. Ford and Stellantis have also laid off hundreds of workers because of the strike. But the big Ford Claycomo plant here is still operating. A Kansas City woman who was shot in the chest during the attempted theft of her car is suing Hyundai. KCUR's Sam Zeff tells us why. In April, Gabrielle Lawton was up in the middle of the night getting a bottle for her newborn son, according to her lawsuit filed in California, where Hyundai is based in the U.S. She heard thieves outside trying to steal her Hyundai Elantra. 
When she yelled out the window, the suit alleges she was shot in the chest, where the bullet remains lodged to this day. Hyundais and Kias are easy targets for thieves because many models lack a common anti-theft system. So many have been stolen in Kansas City that the city itself is suing the companies. In a statement, Hyundai said it's stepping up software updates to prevent thefts. We'll be back after this. Kansas City Today podcast is supported by City Year. City Year puts the leadership skills of AmeriCorps mentors to work in public school classrooms. Students build on their strengths academically and socially to become the people they want to be. Learn more at cityyear.org slash Kansas City. Back in 1948, black families in Johnson County got fed up with the quality of education at a two-room schoolhouse. So they started their own school in living rooms. We fixed it up as near as a classroom as we could. I thought it was great. How a lengthy school boycott and six very brave children led to the integration of a Kansas grade school five years before Brown v. Board. Check it out on the podcast of People's History of Kansas City. This week, the Jackson County Legislature passed a property tax credit for seniors that will go into effect next year. It comes after assessed home values increased by an average of 40 percent this year. KCUR's Madeline Fox sat down with local government reporter Salisa Kalakal and education reporter Jody Fortino to understand how the tax credits will work and how they could affect schools. So, Salisa, what does the ordinance that the Jackson County Legislature passed on Monday do? Yeah, so essentially it institutes what will amount to a property tax freeze uh, for seniors going only as far back as this year, 2023. And as we know, uh, 2023, the county renewed their assessments on properties. So seniors will only be eligible for this property tax freeze if they are eligible for Social Security, so 62 years of age and older, and if they're a homeowner and they're the primary owner of the home that they live in, and if the home that they reside in has a value less than $550,000. And the first time that they can actually see this relief is next year. So seniors still have to pay their tax bill for 2023, but starting in 2024, they can start to see that relief so long as they go through the application process with Jackson County. And I want to talk about the Social Security eligibility because there are some folks who don't make a ton of money but are not eligible for Social Security. Can you talk about that? Yes. So there are some jobs where instead of being on Social Security, you actually have a pension. So this would apply to teachers and firefighters are the first to come to mind. So unfortunately... Uh, those people who are on pensions will not be able to be eligible for this property tax freeze. And I talked to legislators about that, and they said that that's a state issue and not something the county can fix. So basically, the state legislature passed uh, Senate Bill 190 earlier this year. And the, the fact that a senior has to be, you know, on Social Security was baked into the state law. A lot of legislators I've talked to have said they've been pretty open saying that SB 190 is kind of a bad bill in terms of it doesn't really have a lot of specifics. Therefore, it's kind of up to county officials to determine those specifics. So property taxes provide a lot of funding for a lot of different services, stuff like fire, public safety, 
And Jody, they also provide money for schools. What are schools saying about this tax break? That's right. A major revenue stream for schools is property taxes. And that's because Missouri schools specifically rely heavier on property taxes for their revenue. A Missouri State Auditor report found in 2021 that Missouri ranked near last in the country for state funding that it gives to schools. So that puts a lot more of a burden on local sources for tax revenue. I talked with Kim Cranston, who's the executive director with the Missouri Association for School Business Officials. She says, yeah, that threatens one of the streams of revenue for schools, especially in a time when we're going through a teacher shortage both in the state and nationally. So in a time when we're wanting to raise salaries and to do better things with our teachers and staff, here comes something that affects that major revenue stream and can reduce it. You can understand why there are concerns and people are having to look at what this could mean. So the Jackson County Legislature's adoption of SB 190 does have some caveats that would make it easier for schools, like a cap on the assessed value of their homes. So what can we expect next year as schools go through their budgeting process? This will be one more variable for them to consider when they're setting their tax levies, which they do ahead of time of finalizing their budgets. And they'll be taking into account about Will they need to raise it higher in order to accommodate for that maybe lack of revenue that they will be making from seniors within their jurisdiction? And Salisa, do we have any idea how many seniors are going to be eligible or what this might look like? We have some estimates. So according to the census, 16% of the Jackson County population is over 65 years old. Some estimates that were thrown around during discussions were about 100,000 seniors, roughly. But of course, that number changes every year, right? Every year, more seniors turn 62. Every year, more seniors will become eligible for Social Security. And one thing the legislature did do is they said that the deadline to apply for uh, the property tax credit for would always be the end of April every year because that way, once the deadline hits, then the school districts who do their budgets around that springtime, they have a better idea of how many people will receive a freeze that year and then subsequently how that will impact their budgets. And I want to circle around a little bit to why this was necessary. As you mentioned earlier, there was a large increase in assessed value for homes, which we believe will mean property taxes go up. That's not totally finalized yet. So what kind of stuff did we see that made the legislature look at the Senate bill and think, oh, maybe we should put in a local tax break for seniors? I believe the Kansas City Star looked at the increase in property values around the county, and they came up with a 40 percent, around a 40 percent increase in Uh, property values across the county. So that's pretty high. Um, And so a lot of people are really concerned that they won't be able to afford to live in them anymore. And so with seniors, that's especially an issue because a lot of seniors live on fixed incomes. And if their property taxes do increase, you know, there's fear that they won't be able to afford to live in their home anymore. There's fear that they'll become delinquent on their property taxes. So You know, ever since the assessment process took place, you know, earlier this year in the summertime, we've seen tens of thousands of people challenging, you know, the updated value on their home. And the assessor's office with Jackson County is still going through those appeals. I believe they're about halfway through. Um, And so that's kind of the context around all this is seniors, they've pled with the county many times during public hearings for the county to to do something to help them out. 
So as we've mentioned, there's a lot up in the air. Schools don't know how many people will be eligible. The county doesn't know how many people will be eligible. And Salisa, there's one more thing that's up in the air, which is we are expecting more ordinances to clarify this. Is that right? Yes. So basically the ordinance that passed earlier this week, it just implemented SB 190 in general and set out the parameters for who would be eligible. We can expect the legislature to pass future ordinances, essentially outlining the application process. Will the county have to hire more people to actually process these applications? And so we can expect the county to, you know, better outline exactly how this application process would go. Jody, Salisa, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. That was KCUR's Salisa Kalakal and Jody Fortino speaking to Madeline Fox. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Paris Norvell and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Salisa and Jody's reporting on the Jackson County property tax credit, visit kcur.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. If you want to help us out, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. It really helps us reach new listeners. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. Oh.